Whether you're learning the basics or you want to be a rock master, we have a class for you from high level overviews to specific features. Find the training class that fits your needs this year at community.rockrms.com slash classes. Welcome to this special edition of Rockcast. This is the podcast that explores the intersection of technology, ministry, and community with Rock RMS. I'm Emily Foreman, and with me today for this special edition is Bain Holbert of Riverpoint Church and Lori Yoakum from our Spark team here in the Phoenix area. Welcome, Bain. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. We're thrilled to have you. Now, you have uh, at your church been on rock since the early days, right? I think it was 2017 when you guys found rock. Is that right? Yes, that was when uh, we had first set up a sandbox for me to play in for a few months before going live. A lot has happened since then, and we want to get into that so the community can kind of hear and follow along with your story and the things that River Point's doing with rock. But tell us a little bit first how people in the community might recognize you if your name sounds familiar. Uh, I'm the I'm the goofy, lanky guy with really long hair. Uh, you might see me in Rocket Chat uh, trying to pick low-hanging fruit for easy points. Uh, you might have also seen me at the conference the last couple of years. I've been fortunate enough to present, so I get around a little bit. Yes, I think you've shared all the things not to do a couple of years back, like you learn from my mistakes, right? That was my favorite session ever. I, I still add to my low light reel just in case we need to do a V2 on that one. <laughs> I heard from so many people that were like, yes, that is so relatable. I understand. I've done all the same things. I'm glad I'm not alone. Yes, I've, I've broken far more things than I've fixed or solved as far as rock goes, for sure. It's nice to be able to set the tone and say, hey, we're all uh, learning, growing, and human here. That We're going to talk about some cool things that have been done. But to get there, we've had to jump over a few things that have come in our path in the meantime. Yes, broken many eggs to get to, to our current rock omelet, for sure. <laughs> the rock omelet. <laughs> now, Bain, you've had an interesting um, introduction into ministry. Um, and I want to hear a little bit about that. And you've also, because of that, had several different roles at River Point. Um, and so how did that happen? And how did you step into the rock space? Yeah, we'll try and make that as short as possible. <laughs> I, uh, I started here as a volunteer musician uh, way back in, it had to be 2011. Um, I had a I had a buddy who worked here in our facilities department doing event setups, really, you know, kind of schlepping tables and chairs around. And his mom was a support staff in our missions department. And when we were in college, uh, pretty much one of us would skip class every day because we had opposite schedules. And uh, we'd sit around making music um, and then show up on test days and, and crush some exams. And so one day his mom said, you should really audition to play guitar at our church. And I kind of chuckled because I, I wasn't exactly a church material <laughs> at the time. Um, but long story short, I wound up auditioning to play guitar as a part of the worship team here. And uh, as a wide-eyed, doughy, you know, 20-year-old, they put me on acoustic guitar, too, and let me start playing guitar. And so I played guitar here every week for about a year and a half. 
and uh, they roped me into going on a, uh, a student ministry summer trip with some high schoolers to Florida. Uh, they, I, I really got conned into it by <laughs> T, and uh, he he said, hey, man, we'll put you in a room with some guys that'll be really well-behaved, and you help lead worship. It'll it'll be great. And uh, the room of guys were not well-behaved. They were <laughs> they were easily the, the second-worst room of dudes there, and uh, it was brutal and exhausting and eventful. And I uh, came back, and uh, the, the student pastor that was leading that trip, uh, Terrace, he, he took me out to lunch. He said, I want to hire you. I don't know what for. I haven't asked my boss yet, but I want to hire you. And I uh, said, yeah, let's do it. Sure, why not? And so I started as an intern in student ministry in uh, July of 2011. Um yeah, and that was where it started. So I was an intern for all of about three months, and they rolled me into part-time staff. It was the same as the intern hours and the intern pay. <laughs> it was just a slightly more glorious uh, title. And uh, I was part-time for about six months. Then I wound up full-time. And then uh, through kind of a bunch of people leaving to go do other things, I kind of fell backwards into being a student pastor here for five years. So I did that and started leading that dreaded trip to Florida, and uh, <laughs> it grew way out of hand. And so the the last year that I was involved with that, we took uh, 300 kids and about 60 adults, which uh, wow. it translates to six buses going from Houston to Florida. And so um, I was running logistics on that and had spreadsheets going to try and find what's our registration limit here. Is it the number of uh, beds that we have reserved in Florida? Is it the number of chairs we can fit in what will be our, our worship center equivalent down at the at the conference center there? Or is it bus seats? And so in Photoshop, I created a scale replica of their conference center and called their facilities guy so we could measure a chair so that I could build a scale model of our stage and the seating to try and find what the uh, upper limit was on on what what is our limiting number here? How many people can we take? And it was somewhere around that kind of red yarn rain man moment of <laughs> doing all of that math <clears throat> concurrently that uh, people here started realizing I, I didn't quite tick like a student pastor that there's something a little little different about how my brain worked. And so uh, I stayed in students for a while and uh, one day, our executive pastor and senior pastor sat me down and said, "Hey, we want to we want to break up with our with our current database that we're using. We don't know what we want to use. Uh, we know it needs to be able to do X, Y, and Z, and we think that you're the best guy that we have around to figure mm -hmm. out what we should use." And um, so, yeah, it's that, that I said, "Sure, if that's how I can best serve in this season, I, I guess I'll do that." And it sounded so unappealing at the time. No offense to all of the, the only people listening to this are all church data people, and it'll sound so offensive. But at the time, I did not want to do that at all. But I was I was uh, engaged, and it was about two months before the wedding. There wasn't that many options. And so I said, sure, I, I, I guess. <laughs> and um, and the, the, the two big caveats was, uh, I guess the, the biggest caveat, it, it had to be able to do mobile check-in. Uh, that was something that we we had offered mobile check-in on our legacy system, but mm -hmm. it was two volunteers running a Google Voice number. Oh, and wow. then they were manually checking 
people in as they would text in, and then they would have other volunteers running those tags to the various buildings on campus where those kids would be checking into. Wow. And uh, so Rock became the, you know, it, we can solve that. Mm -hmm. And so we, we decided to go with Rock, and the first big project that we had built out with our Rock partner was uh, mobile checking because this predated mobile checking out of the box. And so they uh, they, they built a, a version of it and we put printers in every single room. And uh, then we horribly offended some mobile check-in volunteers that that was their job Sunday mornings and they loved that. And we tried our best to say, well, this just means that you can smile at the actual people as they're walking in and hand them their tags. You'd still help them. We'd love for your help still. Yeah, you just don't have to run back and forth across campus now. So that was that was really what what landed on on Rock was the the things you could do with mobile and and texting. Very interesting to hear what um, precipitated the move for different churches at various times. So that's a that's the first story I've heard like that. Your volunteers mostly survived in their new roles. You know. Yeah, no, they they did great. <laughs> they they all they all realized pretty quickly that that you know this this isn't a hey we're not trying to eliminate your roles. Uh, this is just way more scalable than uh, the way we're currently mm -hmm. doing. Definitely. So as you're in a role where you're taking ministry um, challenges and converting them to solutions, you have been adjusting the way you ask your questions, and and you've said better questions equals better processes. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means in terms of how you formulate questions now to your ministry staff? Yeah, I think I think the first uh, breakthrough I had er, early on it was tricky because I I didn't know, but I was still the most knowledgeable person here, so I'd just make up answers and then jump in rocket chat and try and find the real answers, um, <laughs> or wait until we had our dev time coming with our with our rock partner to be like. You know, I don't have time for this right now, but Thursday morning between nine and, <laughs> and noon, I'll probably be able to dedicate some time to figuring this out for you. And so our rock partner made me look very good over the years. They still do. Uh, but uh, really, uh, people would come to me, my, my coworkers, you know, our, our teams here, and uh, they would come with their sort of predefined solution on what they think that they mm -hmm. needed. Uh, which often include using the the word workflow wrong. Yes, which is always great. Hey, can we get a workflow for this? And I'm like, that's that's not even close to a workflow. That's that's not even a, a data view. I mean, this this is just you know. Uh, so people really love some of the buzzwords. Hey, can we get a report for this? Can we can we get a workflow? That sounds so helpful. I'm like, that's not even what a what a workflow is. Um, <laughs> so I I started asking people when they come to me with what they think they needed. Uh, what problem are you trying to solve? And, yes. and I really want to get in at, at square one, really no later than square two on whatever it is the solve is, because there were so many, so many moments where I was brought in kind of way too late in the mm -hmm. problem solving aspect. And it's everything from an audience that was needed for a communication that was going out to trying to build out, you know, something simple like a merge template. But by the time they raised their hand to say, can you help with this? They had, you know, really convoluted the problem. Um, mm. Maybe the, the the worst that it ever gotten was they were they were rebuilding the website. Our website still isn't on rock. It's my the greatest failure of my career. Uh, <laughs> I've tried so hard since 2017 to get us to build our website on rock. 
Uh, we've redone it twice since then and still not there. Uh, but what is happening is we're slowly integrating rock mm-hmm. pages to, to take over. Mm-hmm. But maybe the best example was they had recruited a, a web developer to essentially build an API call to set up mm-hmm. a a very fancy groups finder page because they wanted it to look different than the groups finder page that we were using, which was stark because they we don't use it for our external website. And so I, I had to build all these extra attributes and their API call would break every six Ooh. months, right before groups launch. Mm-mm. And they would never just admit that they had an error in their code. And that lasted about a year before we just rebuilt it all in rock exactly as they wanted, yes. made it identical and just switched it without even telling anybody. And, um, but that was one of those, if they had just come to me at square one and said, we'd really love if the groups finder could get a facelift. Mm-hmm. So we can do that. That is an mm-hmm. easy thing to do. It's just, nobody's ever asked for it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the scope that we're running at, you know, we've got three campuses and, I, I don't know, a little over 100 people on staff. And so I can't I can't try and preempt everybody's needs for every department. Right. So uh, I just create, try and create a system of, uh, you know, create safe spaces to ask questions mm-hmm. and then reward people when they ask mm-hmm. good questions and uh, reward people when they give enough specifics to build out the helpful thing right on the first try. Uh but yeah, that's that's the biggest thing is uh, it, come to me with your problem. Don't come to me with what you think the solution is, because uh, th- there's that. Or they would there's this you know the the rock rumor mill where one one support staff member will say, "Oh, rock can't do that," and yeah, you know, that just gets telephone yes. games throughout campus. And then I've got you know people using woofoo forms and sign up geniuses, and I'm like, "Why are we doing this this way?" Well, I. I was told that we couldn't build a form on Rock, like our highly customizable database that that we do all sorts of stuff with. It can actually build incredible forms and minimize all of these hours of data entry that, that y'all are doing. And so, I don't know. I'm starting to ramble, but that's the the biggest thing is you know trying to encourage people to come to me with their problems, not right. what they think solution is that's right and there is some continual education on that because of staff attrition or because of last minute needs sometimes there's an emergency solution needed and somebody just runs with something which is kind of understandable Um, but circling back to your in-house rock team is sure a good idea if you had to stand something up but you need it to last for a long time might be a better solution that you could you could get to after the emergency needs been met that weekend Oh yeah, we've we've got one of those rolling out uh, this week where the, it was a uh, year-end contribution statements. Everybody's oh, favorite. We yeah. still print a ton of those, and mm-hmm. so we've had a. Uh, well, we really want this cover letter to go with it, but we wanted to have their name and everything, so it seems personal. Otherwise, it just seems impersonal. So they'll print everything, and then they'll get thirteen people in the conference room to pair the letters with the statements and just do this horrible thing and so uh we now have a a lava short code in our contribution statement template that flies in a cover letter that Mm. includes their name and details and that was one of those where you know it was one of those deadlines that came in where it'd be so great if we could have this in the next 12 minutes or even yesterday (laughs) would be perfect yesterday would be ideal uh, yeah 
Un- unfortunately, I'm sure we're not unique in this, but no. but here most of the requests that hit uh, our rock team are uh, beyond urgent, mm-hmm. and so I, I give a lot of. Eh, no, we can't do that right now. But for next year, we can absolutely have that ready to go. And yeah. What you can't say is, I'll act- I'll have it ready in four days. It just that'll be too late for y'all's timeline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, one of the features that Rock has and has had for a long time, but you guys utilize it. Um, you talked about it at conference was the ERA, the estimated regular attender in Rock, and you use that to close the back door of your church. How do you do that? Yeah, the first step was trying to, to teach our staff what that meant mm-hmm. because, you know, it's built in. Mm-hmm. We can't change the definition right. of it at all, but, but it's great the way it is. So I understand all of that. Um, but with Rock's thing being Rock can do everything, of course, the initial requests are, well, can we tweak it to, to be this or that? I'm like, no, it is, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, most of the, the, the men on staff went right to what, earned run average. We, we have baseball <laughs> stats in, in Rock. But uh, what we use that estimated regular attender for, the most helpful thing is uh, every month we have a job that runs mm-hmm. to pull everybody that, that has uh, lost their ERA status in the previous 30 days, which uh, it pulls in you know, entire families because it's a family analytics mm-hmm. thing. But it it sends that out to uh, each of our campus pastors so that they can have a touch point with, with people. Because uh, we're well aware that rarely, not not never, but rarely is it just, oh, that sermon offended me, I'm out. Or, yeah. oh, that, that, I can't believe they played that song in church, I'm, I'm leaving. But typically when people fall off and discontinue their giving, there's a, there's a life moment that's mm-hmm. happened. There's the loss of a job or... A family member who's sick, or or something that's causing them to redirect those funds. But most of the life events that cause those to happen, we view as great uh, ministry opportunities and moments that not everybody's going to raise their hand in church and say, "I'm struggling with this right now." Yeah. And so, uh, what it's absolutely not is a list of people to call and say, "Hey, we noticed you stopped your giving. Is everything okay?" But it's just a a touch point of you know. How is everything? Yeah. How can we be praying for you? Is is everything okay? And and some of those are met with, well, yeah, we just think you y'all are dumb now. And it's like, okay, great. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of churches in Houston, and hopefully, you find one that's less dumb than us. <laughs> yes, it is um, absolutely the goal of Rock to create ministry moments by showing things like, oh, somebody's um, typical patterns have adjusted. Something's going on there. And you're right. Usually there's a ministry moment required. That's when we move from the technology to the people. But that's that's exactly what Rock is intended to do. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, you Now, we mentioned earlier you spoke at RX, I think it was 22, and then you spoke again at RX 23. And this time your topic, um, you mentioned that you can't manage what you haven't measured. So tell us a little bit about what you do in Rock uh, to make this possible. Yeah, we try and uh, automate as as much uh, measuring as as possible. A lot of that is done through metrics, uh, but but really it was kind of birthed out of the the thought process was uh, attributes that don't store uh, yeah. historical values, and and some of those are working towards it. But you know, 
I'd, I'd uh, hey, can we get a you know count of, of current members, which for us is just a connection status, really yes. easy to pull. And then it'd be followed with, well, what about this same time last year? What was it? Like, that's a great question. Yeah. I don't know. And then so uh, that started. OK, cool. We can build a metric that'll take our membership count. Uh, I think we have it run weekly, which might be a little bit excessive. But uh, each of our campuses have membership classes that happen at a different point in time. And so mm -hmm. we just let it happen weekly. That way, no matter what the ask is that comes my way, I've got a yes. really good table of data to pull from. That's the other big one. If you're if you're new in uh, in rock administration, half of the battle is trying to guess what your boss is going to ask you six months from now. And and That's so I, I, I've got a list on my desk right now of other monthly metrics I want to build out. Um, We've just kicked off the the data automation tools that have been sitting there forever, mm -hmm. and we've looked at forever. But I've never had enough fires extinguished at the time. We're like, all right, let's start this thing. Uh, but we got that running, and we inactivated like seventy percent of our records, which you should have seen facial expressions. And I was like, yeah, you know, we inactivated about seventy four thousand records. No big deal. <laughs> and um, but now it's, okay, great, we can set monthly metrics for active yep. records by campus. And that's a helpful that is metric helpful. over time that it's not headcounts of attendance, it's it's based on engagement. And that's a that's a great thing. You know, other other things that you can just kind of timestamp monthly, uh, number of people that you have on serve teams. And if you're at a multi-site setup, you've probably learned this already, but do it for each campus because the follow-up question is going <laughs> to be, can we get that by campus? That'd be great. <laughs> So just start everything with, with that in mind. Um, small groups, right? Whatever you call your equivalent of small groups at your church, you'd set monthly metrics for small group membership. And ours are semester-based, so we'll see a lot of flux where early spring, that number is really impressive. And early summer, that number is really depressing. <laughs> and uh, But it's helpful to have that, that you know, value over time mm -hmm. so that you can, you can see. But really year over year, I think is probably the most helpful in terms of uh, long-term celebration or panic is, mm -hmm. you know, don't look at it semester to semester, but year over year, how's, how's that looking? Yeah. And one of the biggest challenges when you're trying to create those metrics up front is exactly what you mentioned to pre-think what else is going to be asked and how you define something. Even sometimes different people have different definitions of a term or a measurement in their heads. And so you have to determine is what they're asking for what they want and am I interpreting it correctly? Um, is this what they're going to want uh, the next time they revisit the metric? Like, what are their next two questions that are going to come up? And how do we get oh, there first? And so there's, there is a lot involved in creating metrics that are valuable to the organization, way more than just building them. It's the worst guessing game there is. And there's absolutely, I can guarantee there's going to be verbiage that your staff uses internally that means one thing but it's also a term used in rock yes. that means something entirely different and so they'll come to me asking for active attendees and i know that if one of my staff are asking me that they want engaged attendees attendees that they're not members yet but they're giving or serving or in a group mm -hmm. and um but if i were to literally just take that in a rock and say active attendees it's going to be connection status attendee with a record status of active yes which will not be that group. It'll be much closer now that we run data automation, but two months ago would have been horribly off. So that's the other thing is, yeah, figuring out, you know, the 
the Rock Dictionary as well mm-hmm. as your church's dictionary and and knowing when to translate between the two. And uh, that's where I'm just really grateful. I've been on staff here for 12 years now and, and managing our Rock environment since we were on Rock. So I am the keeper of all the definitions at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, but I've got I've got buddies in the area that, you know, they're their church's fifth rock person in five years mm. and combing through their stuff. Nobody knows why anything is the way that it is. And Ooh, note to future self, document everything. Oh, the, <laughs> the descriptions just help future you. And yes. if it's not future you, whoever does your job yes. next, because the reality is you're not going to retire at the church that you're at now. Somebody will come behind and have to figure out all of your things. And I say this mostly to myself because I skip the description field mm-hmm. so often. It's easy to do. And oh, it's so easy because yeah. none of us have time for it. Right. But set up your successor, whoever that person's gonna be, whether you leave on good terms or bad terms, don't don't cripple your church that you're at now by not yeah. leaving breadcrumbs on why everything is the way that it is. Please fill out the top of the workflow with your description. Use the change logs. Those are the worst to try and comb through later, especially after multiple people have touched them. Yes, it it's all the worst. <laughs> and, we, and we're the problem. In, it is. In it, we're moving fast. And then sometimes we don't recognize when we move from, I'm just trying this to, okay, this is now set in stone. So if you don't put it in at the beginning and then tweak it as you tweak the process you're working on, you can easily transition and cross that line without considering it. And now you've moved on and, and you forgot to, to put that in oh, place. Yeah. The test becomes... Yes. The thing in production because so it worked on the first try That's right. or close enough to working. And now there's another fire somewhere else you guys that needs your attention. Through our system. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have the same problems, Bain. <laughs> okay, now a fun question is what ways do you see yourself using rock in the future? Or what are some ideas that you have that you really want to try out or even just move forward with? Yeah, we've got we've got two big ones. The coolest one, the one that excites me the most is Wi-Fi presence tracking, which it's not new. It was the big thing to talk about at the conference, I think, five years ago. And, uh, you know, I go running into into my my boss's office all excited. Look at what we can do. And uh, of course, once you start getting into hours involved and price tags involved, it's like, well, we don't have time or money for that. but finally, uh, we've we've got a coffee house at one of our campuses. So uh, our our first two campuses are out in the suburbs, where if you have really good music and really good children's ministry, you'll be fine as a church. That's that's really because uh, people have kids and they're, oh no, what am I going to do with this child that's misbehaving? We have to go to church. That that'll fix this, <laughs> and that's worked for us pretty well. And then we opened a third campus. Uh, inside the loop of downtown Houston, where everybody's really cool, everybody makes pretty incredible money, and nobody has kids. We had to really rethink our our strategy Mm -hmm. because really good music isn't that helpful when you're a few blocks from the House of Blues because there's really good music right there all the time. And uh, so we we opened a a coffee house. We, We inherited a couple buildings after a church merger, and one of them we had a vision to renovate into one of the largest coffee shops in Houston. And it doesn't have the church name on it. It doesn't look like the church. It's 
it's there's a very slim alleyway between the two and uh, so it's kind of our covert ops and <laughs> all the money that comes in from that uh, benefits our local mission so it's rolled in under our nonprofit but I was asked uh, quite a while ago hey we'd love to start grabbing information for people to get on the Wi-Fi the pretty typical you know name and email that yep. happens anywhere you go where you want to hop on the for Wi-Fi. sure and uh, of course, they didn't ask me this directly. This is another asking mm-hmm. the right people the right questions. They went to uh, our, our, our on-site IT team that we contract out, and they had the, the presence of mind to come to me and say, oh, yeah, we could just pull in a random system for this, but could we do this in Rock? I'm like, oh, could we please do this in Rock? That'd be great. <laughs> so, uh, so we finally have all, the, all, all of that ironed out and are rolling that out down there. And so that'll... Uh, create records in our church database of people that have never been to our church and of plenty of people that have no interest in coming to our church. So it's been a really interesting uh, data strategy practice to figure out how do we insulate these records from Mm -hmm. getting emailed of, we need volunteers for kids camp. Can we count you in? Because that would be, you know, horrifying for a a coffee shop atheist to get that email. And then, you know, we've all seen the email replies that come in when you've emailed somebody that doesn't want to get emailed. But the helpful point there, another metric we can pull is we know that people have found our church through that coffee shop. We know that people have started attending because of that coffee shop, but we don't have a great tangible metric uh, Mm -hmm. to pull for that. And so this won't catch all of those, but it will, you know, tag those devices and those mm-hmm. records, and then we can see that if they pop up on a on a Sunday morning, that it's a it's a very safe assumption that they made it to a service. And mm-hmm. bam, we have a metric for this many people. You know, Q1 started attending that had been to the coffee shop prior to ever coming to our church, or at least prior to ever letting us know that they were there through a welcome card or something yes. like that. So. That's what I'm most excited about. As far as the rest of our team, uh, we just replaced a, a, a terrible process for events. And uh, if if you're at a sizable church that does a lot of events, you know all of our ministries that support that are our business office, you know our finance team, our facilities team, and our rock team are all very lean in comparison to you know every other department that we have. So there really isn't an option other than efficiency. And so for events that, you know, we use room management for facility approval. That's been a wonderful tool. If you're not on that yet, you can't afford not to be using that. Go set up room management. But on top of that, for, you know, financial approval, we had forms that were a, a spreadsheet that lived on a common drive server and it was yeah. well go download that spreadsheet and then send it to our finance team and then they'll send you back another form that gives us everything that we need to set up an event registration and so uh maybe what will be the most used workflow that we've built since we had to you know uh develop our own mobile check-in we're calling it the decor form, right? It's an acronym. Hang with me here. The digital event creation and online registration form. Okay. And that is the the kind of the one-stop shop of it pulls everything that we need for financial approval. And whether that's a yes or no, it will alert the, the event administrator of whether or not their event is approved. And then 
it kicks it over to the rock team to set up the registration and once that's done it'll also let them know and send them their their url slug and all of that good stuff and uh so that's probably like the most helpful where i wound up in a meeting and hey why are we doing it this way yeah. and it's well, somebody else told us that Rock couldn't do that. And I'm like, well, this is this is like textbook. We absolutely should <laughs> be using Rock and only Rock for this. And so that's the other big thing is, you know, if you do find yourself in a season where you're not putting out fires, go be nosy mm-hmm. and ask other administrators. Just sit in on their team meeting and say, hey, why are, why are we using a WooFoo form? Or why are we using Sign Up Genius? Which uh, that's just personal because those are the two that get used the most around here. Where I'm like, can we please not anything else? And I'm sure that uh, all of your churches have an equivalent where there are departments that are using workarounds mm-hmm. for things that uh, 100% should be in rock. Whether it just is easier because it's in rock, or the data trail the is data, cleaner, right. or quite frankly, it's much more secure to keep information such as teenagers addresses in student ministry should very much live in your rock server and not on a google sheet that is mm. that is just is it's so much more secure so it, be nosy go kick the door in on other meetings and just be a fly on the wall because they'll do stuff that'll make you throw up in your mouth a little bit for how incorrect it is and it some of it'll be a five minute fix in rock yeah. And usually it's all well-intended, right? It's They're really busy and they only understand a certain system, so they just go quickly do what it is they know how to do. Or maybe they feel like, I know our rock team's super busy and this wouldn't hit their, you know, this isn't like Easter Christmas priority level at the church. They don't have time for this. And they might be making an assumption where showing up, being friendly and asking questions, you can absolutely overcome those things that you didn't even know existed, but live in somebody's mind or, or assumptions. Yeah, that's a big one. Oh, we thought you were too busy yep. for that. We did this for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't don't let them do that to you. Don't let them nice you into it. Do it do it for them. Future that, you will thank that's you right. for sure. Show up, smile, and help them win, and they'll come your way the next time. Absolutely. That's it. Well, Bain, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate hearing your story and what all is happening with Rocket River Point. Um, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me hang in there, y'all. And uh, just a quick thank you to the team at Spark and all you guys do to lead the community. I've literally gotten more thank you notes from you guys over the years than I've gotten from my own boss. So keep it up. (laughs) Y'all are amazing. Keep doing what you do. And thanks so much for what you guys are doing for the kingdom. Well, thank you very much. It's something we're all doing together. And everybody has their part and their role. And it really is such a community initiative. Uh, It's an incredible thing to be a part of, and we appreciate your perspective on that as well. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you to all of you who are listening, and we ask that you don't miss the next podcast. Make sure you're subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, and join us again for the next episode of Rockcast. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by rock sponsor, Ministry Dynamics, a Wi-Fi presence and equipment provider. Connect with Ministry Dynamics today at rockrms.com slash sponsors.